Hi everyone, hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Oliver Ko, and you're listening to Malaysian Politics Explained, a podcast where we dive into the ins and outs of Malaysia's political system and discuss the policies that will help shape our future. So, I actually wrote this script right after former Prime Minister Najib Razak was convicted a couple weeks ago. And that conviction would have raised many questions for a lot of Malaysians. Um, not just about the accusations of corruption regarding the 1MDB scandal, but also about the whole process of how he was found guilty. However, before I could finish recording that segment, Lim Guan Eng, the former Chief Minister of Penang and the former Finance Minister, was arrested and charged by the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission, the MACC. And I realised there was actually a lot of uncertainty behind the whole process of how people get charged and get sentenced and everything as well. So I decided to do an episode explaining both processes. And that's why today on Malaysian Politics Explained, we're going to be diving into the Malaysian justice system and taking a closer look at the criminal process to find out 1. How are crimes investigated? 2. What happens in the criminal courts? And 3. What is an appeal? Now first of all, we have to understand um, what a crime really is. When most of us think about the word crime, we think of gangsters in alleyways or bank robbers and serial killers, right? But in reality, any act that breaks a law created by the government is considered a crime. And this can range from things as simple as cutting a red light or not wearing a mask during the MCO period to cutting off someone's head to drug trafficking. When someone is accused of committing a crime, the government will launch an investigation and may bring them to court to decide whether they should be punished and what their punishment should be. This process is known as the criminal process and consists of three main stages uh, investigation, trial, and appeal. Today, we're going to be going through each of these in turn to kind of understand what's going on in all the criminal cases in Malaysia. So first, there is an investigation and gathering of evidence. The justice system in Malaysia is actually centered around the idea that someone is innocent until proven guilty. This comes from the British idea that no one should be jailed or no one should go to jail or be punished for something unless it can be proven that they did it. Now because of this, the first step in any criminal process is getting enough information to show that someone actually committed a crime. This process usually starts after a police report is made, alerting the police that a crime may have been committed. After that, depending on the legitimacy of the police report, they will carry out an investigation to collect information. They do this by getting warrants to search places for evidence, interviewing different witnesses or bringing the accused person in for questioning. So actually, if you remember during the lead up to the Najib case, there were pictures of police raiding his house all over the internet. There were pictures of Rosma's huge Birkin bag collection and Najib saying that the police had come in and eaten his chocolate bars and everything. Uh, this process was actually all part of the collection of evidence in anticipation of trial. The police may also arrest someone who is suspected of committing an offence and hold them for up to 14 days 
while they carry out their investigation. However, an arrested person has the right to request a lawyer and the right to be brought before a judge within 24 hours who will decide whether the police have any real reasons to detain that person. This is what was happening to Lim Guan Eng um, over the past couple weeks. The MACC actually arrested him and brought him in for questioning in the process of gathering evidence. So after the police have gathered enough evidence and are satisfied with a case, we move on to the next stage, which is a court trial. So the court trial is where the evidence collected by the police or the MACC is shown to a judge who decides whether that person has committed a crime. Now the first stage of a criminal trial is the reading of the charge. And the charge is basically a summary of the crime and lets the person know what they're accused of having done. Now this is quite important because it allows the accused person to prepare a defense. So for example, um, Najib was actually charged with abuse of power and over the past week, Lim Guan Eng was charged with soliciting a bribe in conjunction with the undersea tunnel project in Penang during his time as chief minister. Next, the charge has to be proven. Now this is the main body of the criminal trial and is split into three main stages. First, the prosecution makes the case against the accused person. This means that the government and the police and the public prosecutor show all the evidence that they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the accused person is guilty of whatever offence that they committed. Now, if they succeed, the court will make what is known as a prima facie finding of guilt, meaning that there is enough evidence to say the accused person is guilty. If this happens, the accused person will then be given a chance to raise any defences and gives all evidence to show their innocence. So for example, if they have a defence of alibi, they will raise it after the prosecution has given all its evidence. After the defence gets to speak, the prosecution will have one last chance to examine the accused person's defence and to check whether it's legit or not. So basically, in summary, first, the government gets to give evidence against the accused person. Then the accused person raises his defence. Finally, the government gets the final say and tries to rebut the defence. So after this whole process, the judge will either find the accused person guilty and give them a sentence or acquit them and allow them to go. So Lim Guan Eng is currently awaiting trial, meaning that this whole process of showing evidence has not yet happened. However, in Najib's case, this stage has already happened and the former Prime Minister was found guilty after evidence was shown that he committed the offences that he was charged with. Now, after the sentencing, last but not least, there is an appeal stage where either party may challenge the court's decision. This means that if the government or the accused person is unhappy with what the court decided, they can ask a higher court to reverse the decision. This is a stage where former Prime Minister uh, Datuk Sri Najib's case is in. The second stage, the court trial has just finished and he is making an appeal. Now, a lot of people are wondering uh, if Najib was sentenced to 12 years in prison and a 210 million ringgit fine 
why is he still walking around? Why is he still campaigning? Why is he still, does he still look like he's a free man? And that's because the justice system generally allows what you would call a stay of execution pending appeal. Now, this means that until the higher court has heard uh, his appeal, has heard the appeal, the execution of the sentence will be postponed. So this means that until the former Prime Minister's appeal, he will be allowed to stay out of prison. This is because of a mechanism called bail. So bail means that the accused person will be released from custody until their trial, usually on the condition that they put a sum of money which will be forfeited if they miss trial. So this is kind of like putting a deposit on your attendance. So, you know, if you sometimes you go to a restaurant, they ask you to put a deposit if you make a large booking, right? So that if you don't show up, they, they are able to sort of recoup their losses. This is similar. If you miss your attendance at trial, you get to re, uh, you forfeit your, your bail sum. This is because the court system is very full and usually the full trial will take place months after a person is charged. Because of this, the system must strike a balance between preventing the person from running away before trial and, you know, flying off or absconding or leaving the country. But at the same time, the court also wants to make sure that an innocent person doesn't get sent to jail for a crime he didn't commit. Bail can be given at a number of stages, but normally it is given during the waiting period before a trial and the waiting period before an appeal. So right now, um, for example, Lim Guan Eng is on bail while he waits for trial and his party, the Democratic Action Party, DAP, was actually collecting 10 ringgit donations in order to raise a bail sum to purse deposit. And Dato' Seri Najib is actually currently on bail as well before his appeal. In conclusion, to all those who are wondering what's going on in Dato' Seri Najib's case, Stage 1 of the criminal investigation has completed. Stage 2 trial has also completed and he was found guilty of 7 different charges. However, we are still waiting for Stage 3, the appeal. And until then, the former Prime Minister will remain out of prison. On the other hand, for those who are wondering about what's going on in Lim Guan Eng's case, investigations are still being carried out and trial has not yet started. So we are still in the process of collecting evidence and getting ready for trial. And that is Malaysia's criminal process explained. Before someone is convicted, you have three main stages to decide whether they are innocent or they are guilty. You have an investigation, followed by a trial, followed by an appeal stage. That's all for this episode of Malaysian Politics Explained. Hope you guys enjoyed the content and if you have any ideas for future episodes, do let me know by DMing me on Instagram or on Facebook. And remember, register to vote.